Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Man, somebody's entered the joy. Mmm. Somebody's entered the joy prepared for them. In my father's house, there is a lot of joy. There isn't even a drop of striving, struggling, slaving, wanting, needing. None of that even exists in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus, set us free from ourselves and the world we built in our own minds, that prison, the bubble of the ego, which is a dragon egg. The dragon egg of the ego, also known as the mark of Cain or the mark of the beast, is fathered by devils and demons. And there's at least four million sorcerers that can see the dragon egg of the bubble of your mind. And I noticed that some men and some women started looking at me different after I got saved. I said, oh, they can see that I don't have the mark of Cain anymore. They can see that now I live in the glory realm. Do you know that the warlocks and the witches can see that? The real ones? Not, I'm not talking about these Wiccan Renaissance little tarot card reading, palm reading witches. I'm talking about sorcerers of the second heavens that use that eye on your one dollar bill to see. Huh. Oh my goodness, we're going there. You gotta go there because the glory slaughters that ancient red dragon whose tail swept one third of the stars. Otherwise, these people live in little dragon egg bu bubbles forever. You know, the dragon egg bubble is the false world of self. <laughs> the false world of self. When that world gets crucified with Christ at the place of the brain or the mind or the will or the skull or the soul and it's crucified, you get seven horns. You're going to have a little visualization of the seven horns today in the teaching anointing of apostolic grace. These are the seven horns. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Send me back to kindergarten. <laughs> Shaba. <laughs> I saw 999-888-222-333 within seconds of leaving my house today. The, the angel realm was so strong in Minneapolis. It was like, wong. Like, it's like I'm on the top of a of a great mountain and it's like I'm not gonna fall off because the word brought me up here it was so crazy today even crazier than yesterday and yesterday was the highest glory I ever walked in I can't lie to you and say yesterday's glory was like eating out of a Haitian dumpster in contrast today that's really not how it's been for some time but it was a lesser glory a lesser grace it's just opening up on the top of the mountain of the Lord, rising as chief from our bellies in the last days. And it's crucifying Satan's stars and all the witchcraft of the whore of Babylon, the queen of heaven, 
And that's the main thing, you know, honestly, since I've been born again, this is important for you guys because you guys deal with this constantly. And you need to have a language for it and a revelation for it and understanding for it because it's the truth. The main words and enemies that you're dealing with after you're born again and rising, going from glory to glory, one degree of glory to a greater degree of glory by the Spirit of the Lord and by grace, 2 Corinthians 3.18, Amplified Classic, the main thing that you're actually dealing with that wants to hold you down and press you down so that you don't go to a higher place of wisdom, a higher place of favor, a higher place of freedom and abundant life and it gets so easy all around you. In Job 29, your roads and paths and trails are laden in oil and butter and it's just easy in all directions, easy and light in the real gospel of God and the eternal gospel. The main enemy of that freedom and favor is witchcraft. And witchcraft is not so much like Halloween stuff, like bewitched Christians think. And I love you, but it's true. It's not what that. It's not that. It's Christian prayer from the soul realm. The whore of Babylon is a Christian. Hello? Amen. <laughs> it's true. You gotta understand. And when a whore of Babylon, and God was saying this to me during the glorious worship time we had today, is that a whore demands attention. A whore makes it about herself. A prostitute. You know? It's it's a selfish boy or a girl. It's a selfish, self-centered mark of a beast and mark of Cain. And these are people that Jesus died for. And he loves them with an everlasting love, so he tells you the truth through his apostles and prophets to pop that dragon bubble around your brain, crucified with Christ at the place of the skull. He hatches that dragon egg and scales fall off everyone's eyes, not just the apostle Paul and I. Amen. Scales have yet to fall off most Christians' eyes because they're bewitched. And they're praying out of the religious knowledge, which is the tree of knowledge of Satan in the garden. Okay, the serpent said, Hey, Eve, come eat from this tree, which is the flesh, and your eyes will be opened. Well, her natural eyes were open. That's the natural eye on your $1 bill. That's Satan and his stars. That's seen by the fallen angels. The natural eye was opened. But the seven eyes of the Holy Spirit, this is the Holy Spirit, sent from God, cloven tongues. It's cloven because it's seven horns. Cloven means just it's a seven-footed, you know, lamb or something, you know. Just imagine something with seven, and that's what's going through your brain. Jesus. <laughs> Why seven? Because it's a full restoration of the fall of man. The seven mountains is humanity's flesh. Okay? <laughs> Lance Walno is completely wrong. Completely wrong. It's diabolical false teaching. It's demonic. The seven mountain is flesh. Okay? The seven mountain gets crucified by the seven spirits of God. Your flesh is crucified. I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain. Killed to death having seven eyes and seven horns, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out through the earth. That's what it means to be crucified with Christ. 
The seven horns of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Father, slays your human power, your human authority, your human, everything human, especially your religious knowledge. There is nothing more satanic than someone full of religious knowledge. That is the cap of becoming Satan-like. Satan is called many times in the Bible a religious devil. A religious devil. He's a devil of religion. He's a devil of the soul. That's why you can't even enter the kingdom one step until you're crucified by the Holy Spirit through your soul with all your Bible information. You could listen to the Bible. You could listen to the Bible in the mark of Cain and become the biggest Pharisee. You could fast, strive, do all this stuff. Are you doing it in the soul? Or are you doing it in grace, which is the anointing oil? If the apostles in every single epistle, including James and Peter and John, are always talking about grace, what the heck is grace? Is grace this Joseph Prince doctrine? Is that grace? It just information about knowledge and doctrine in the soul realm? No, Joseph Prince is a false teacher and a demon. That's not grace. Grace is the anointing oil. It's true. <laughs> These people be dealt judgment. <laughs> These people have led millions astray, rubbing their ego, building up the dragon egg of the ego, and it's always about me, me, me. Hollywood Babylon. Church of Los Angeles Babylon. It is. It's the biggest whore in the whole world because it demands attention for itself. Doctrine, theology, and religion is about you. It has nothing to do with Christ. Christ is the seven spirits of God. The Apostle Paul called him the Spirit of Jesus Christ. You've had the Spirit of Jesus Christ 100% with you during the church age, 2,000 years. And they're just like, come Spirit of Jesus Christ. What? You're born of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. You just haven't developed it inside because you're completely bewitched, living in the sand realm, building the Tower of Babel. And the most confusing part of that system is that there's mixture. It's, you can't just say, oh, it's all the devil. These are born-again people that go back into witchcraft practicing Satan's stars in their souls. So it's full of mixture. That's why it is called double-minded, but it's so confusing. Because you can't just say it's all the devil. Because they got a real spirit in there. And sometimes they'll actually be in their heart. Like, I've seen it before. Like, a person 99% of the time, just a Pharisee. And then they have one sweet moment, and this, this divine thing just comes out of them, and they're just like the Heavenly Father for a glimpse into glory. And it's like, woo! And then they go around trying to chase that experience and that high they had, that, that encounter, when their head was crucified for that fraction of a second, and their heart took over. But that's what the apostles and prophets are here for. To build up your spirit so your head is always crucified with the seven horns. 
called the menorah of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is taking over. He's our intelligence. Do you trust the Holy Spirit to be smarter than your brain and the information you filled your brain with? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. All of Paul's churches couldn't. He's writing to them about all the stuff they need to overcome, all the demon spirits tempting them. They all went apostate. Look, we had the Dark Ages. I mean, seriously, you had 1,500 years, 12 to 1,500 years of it's like, is there anyone spiritual in the whole world? And if they spoke in tongues, they were almost always burned at the stake as witches. They tried to kill Teresa of Avila several times. And we read the interior castle. They thought she was a witch, a warlock. Oh, nope. She's just the son of God. And the whole world religious system is Satan. I mean, she narrowly escaped with her life, life over and over. And then started the Carmelite nuns. Her body has still not decomposed in Spain to this day. Her heart was so far deep in the Holy Spirit. Incorruptible. <laughs> there are levels of glory that you have not known of incorruptibility of the glory. It works in your heart. Your DNA changes. I mean, your DNA looks like worms until the Holy Spirit comes in and heals and straightens your DNA. That's what it means to make straight the way of the Lord for His second coming. He's not coming back to a wrinkly bride. He's coming back to a perfect bride that's equally yoked to Him with spiritual abilities without spot or wrinkle, which means there's no human sin in her heart. There's no corrupted DNA. <laughs> There's no fallen nature. It's not hard for the Holy Spirit to do. It's just hard for us to surrender because we don't trust this unknown God that we've read about in the Bible. We have all this vain imagination of what God should be like, and then when the fire comes up and starts burning up our opinions, our pride, and everything we hold dear and call good... I mean, the knowledge of good is what caused the fall of Adam and Eve. I mean, you look on my Facebook this last month, these people defend the knowledge of good and the appearance of good against the Holy Spirit every day to their own destruction. These people are the enemies of the Holy Spirit. They fight for Satan and not the Holy Spirit glory. And they think they're doing good. They're like champions in their own pride. You're fighting for Satan. You're encouraging the ego and selfishness. These are members of the Whore of Babylon. And the Bride of Christ has to slay Jezebel. <laughs> she does. Elijah is going to destroy Jezebel permanently out of the world. I believe this season. That's what all this intense fire is for. I can see it at a, on a global level. I can see it in all first world nations and automatically hitting and going through second world, third world nations, all nations, tribes, and tongues. Revelation 7, around the throne of grace. This is not hard human striving. This is not difficult activity. All it takes is the full crucifixion of self to the seven spirits of God. Perfect obedience to the word of God. Obedience. Not just hearers of the word, doers of the word. Read the book of James. If there's anything in the Bible you have a hard time reading, that's because you got a demon or a snake in your soul that fights that word. 
The Word is the sword of the Spirit, and it circumcises the heart, and it circumcises the mind. It dislodges demons. In the interior castle of Teresa of Avila, she said every room that's illuminated by revelation exposes reptiles. I've been in deliverance ministry for 19 years. We drive out demons every single day. And it's not like Bob Larson. <laughs> God bless him. It's not hard striving activity. The glory does it effortlessly from the throne of grace in our hearts. When you're radiant with divine love, the rivers of love drive out all fear. There is a love that's stronger than death. Set love like a seal on your heart. Amen? And then grow in love. The Bible says agape love drives out fear. I believe agape love is the most misunderstood thing of all history. I, I've rarely come across a Christian that actually understands agape through experience and not just from Bible study in the brain and the tree of knowledge of Satan. Because agape actually removes your human nature. When you are drinking the agape blood of the Lamb, when you are walking in agape sacrificial love for others, laying your life down and serving them agape, which is God, <laughs> You remove their human nature and they fight you and they hate you and they hiss at you. They talk, they talk about you behind your back, private messaging everyone, warning everyone, because agape destroys the human nature and the person is left a heavenly creature. But if you're good in your own eyes, you don't want to lose your human nature. You have a good human nature in your eyes. That's the goat nature of Satan. That there's something good about your human Christianity and your human abilities, and your human works, and you know your human Sunday morning services, and it's mixed with some divine. You got a little bit of spirit, but then it's like all this human stuff that still has control. And it's being demon-led. Most Christians are demon-led and not belly-led or menorah-led. You know when you're demon-led? When you're soul-led. You know when you're spirit-led? When the burning anointing oil in your heart blazes your path for you. That's what it means to walk in grace or walk in the Spirit. It's the Spirit of fire. The Spirit is burning. I make my ministers flames of fire and the angels are winds that intensify the burning to dissolve the flames of the heaven, the counterfeit fire, the strange fire, the false light of Satan's stars. And it burns up all the elements with fervent heat in the heart which is the healing of the DNA that makes straight the way of the Lord. So you can see angels ascending and descending upon the throne of grace in your heart. For those who overcome, I will make them to be a pillar in the temple of my God. What's a pillar? It's a, it's a light of glory. It's Shekinah glory coming out of your spirit like an elevator going up and down from inside, right into your belly, through your heart, up through your soul, and your soul has conquered all those Christian prayers in the heavens that are against you from the whore of Avalon, and all that little prayer club activity and all these people praying for you, and you just go up and you get the prayers of Jesus. And I know it's not all that bad, but it's mostly that bad. I mean, what does the Bible say? I have reserved for myself 7,000 in Israel who haven't bowed their knees to Baal. I believe that's about the number in the whole world right now that hasn't bowed their knees 
to Satan and kissed Satan. In the New Living Translation, it says, kiss Baal. Hallelujah, which means speaking Baal's words or speaking Satan's words. Witchcraft words, witchcraft prayer. Coming out of the soul, the sand realm, snakes in there pretend to be Jesus. Snakes are religious demons. Okay, snakes aren't the ones tempting you to look at porn, although those are frogs. Snakes are the religious ones, the reptilian race. Satan is a religious devil. And almost no Christian has overcome religion in the whole world. If you did, you'd be completely glorified. Religion is the angel of death. <laughs> you overcome Abaddon, the angel of the bottomless pit, you have overcome and conquered death in your hearts and in your souls and in your bodies by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow. If you want to come into financial partnership with Rutherman Ministries, sign up at rutherman.com. We'll see you tomorrow.